0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Right Perspective. Today, we're going to recap and review the 1997 romantic comedy drama film Love Jones. And if you uh, were Jones in <laughs> for the next episode of The Right Perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Please take a minute to like, share, and subscribe on every platform that you use <laughs> to engage with us.
1: We're taking she did applications. that real time. I just want We're everybody to We're taking applications. We, she did that real time, Kay, and- we, we, she did not give us the opportunity to advise her against that, so I, just, I want to put that out. We love it.
0: Yeah, we I like, like to whenever I'm going to do something that's really top notch. I like to save it. right, right. So I can have the complete Bam. wow factor. Yeah, <laughs> I
2: gotta
0: love Jones. Oh, <laughs> So let's Jazz, talk a little bit. 7j.
2: Let's
0: let's get a little couple headlines on Love Jones. So All right. Love Jones it did twelve point seven million dollars on a budget of seven million. If they had me in the marketing wow. department, you know, probably would have done better. Um, as you can <laughs> tell, uh, it was written and directed by Theodore Witcher and starring Lorenz Tate, Nia Long, Isaiah Washington, Bill Bellamy, and Lisa Nicole Carson. The movie didn't win awards, but it definitely be came a cult classic, you know, and and at the time it was just completely refreshing to have a film about black people that wasn't like using violence and recreational drugs as like, you know, the, the, the main, you know, setting for the story. There was no crack epidemic in this movie. (laughs) There was actually an article. I'm going to read just a quick little piece of this article um that James found it's on Huffington Post um and it's called Reflecting on Love Jones 20 Years Later. And this is actually a really good article. Um uh, but here's one little piece of it. Um and let me see. I'll scroll back up and get the name of the author in a minute, but I already have it at the at the at the point. So, it's this is about the um Love Jones and Black Cinematic History. She says, The significance of Love Jones in African-American cinematic history is quite interesting. In many ways, it signaled a much-needed shift in how Hollywood films depicted Black love. Keep in mind that 1997 is just several years after the release of popular romantic dramas such as Poetic Justice, 1993, and Jason's Lyric, 1994, both of which are films that display Black romantic love in the context of urban violence and ghettoized activity. In fairness, this obviously doesn't tell the whole story of either of these films, but it is the context nonetheless. What made Love Jones so different was that it gave a compelling depiction of Black life that wasn't saddled with tired cultural stereotypes and Black pathology. Much to the contrary, Love Jones was a fresh story of urban Black life and a context of cultural sophistication and civility. In fact, according to the film's producers, quote, they wanted to make a modern film about African American life that did not use violence and recreational drugs as elements of the story.
1: Yeah. So that
0: that's that's, that's the legacy of this film, and for that's some, what did. for some, that legacy, okay, would be enough. To consider this movie a classic, ah, but today we will determine whether it is a classic <laughs> from the right perspective. We'll do a recap. We'll discuss the movie, and then we'll take a vote using a voting symbol that we are going to pick, especially for this discussion. But we got to start with intros. Kick us off, bro. Hi, I'm Aubrey Wright, and I'm the oldest. I'm Janaya Wright, and I'm the middle.
2: And I know
0: you are mine i am Brittany you right now, the <laughs> <laughs> And that article I was reading. From y'all. <laughs> He's in not already. rare form, apparently. <laughs> yes. The author of that article was, was Billy Michael Honor. Okay. And that was published yeah. in 2017 on uh Reflecting on Love Jones 20 Years Later on Huffpost.com. But y'all have good articles. They do, they do. I mean, I just appreciate they, they, they seem to have a pretty good racial diversity in their contributing and their in their 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 people. Because I feel mm-hmm. like when I am going to have post, I am finding people of color. Mm-hmm. So I do appreciate that. But again, I don't mm-hmm. know about their details. You know, you never know, you never know. But y'all, so it is Love Jones time, and I have to personally say. I have been looking forward to this episode. Sis, didn't I say it to you last week? I was like, mm-hmm. I'm genuinely looking forward to this, to this movie, yeah. to watching it, to recapping it. I feel like you and Aubrey had
2: the same sentiments <laughs> of like, I can't wait to watch, talk about this movie situation. So I'm happy. I,
1: with- I, I didn't know. I, I was, I've never seen Love Jones.
0: Oh, <gasps> This was your first time seeing it.
1: This was my first time seeing it.
0: Get out of town and never come back. What?
1: Oh, does he live in a Disappear into, into town. In the town.
2: Did the town disappear? <laughs> Go to bring
1: a dude. Go to bring a dude right I, before I would, it disappears. I was... I was... Uh, the... I was <laughs> so as a people. wish you to bring it to. <laughs> to bring dude. I wish you to bring it
0: dude. I wish to bring it
1: Oh, my goodness. Oh my and, God. and in fact, I'll tell you. I if you don't know a, about
0: um, Dude, please refer to our episode on Dude. I wish I knew how to like your... first musical horror film. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pull up what episode that was. Go ahead, bro.
1: Yeah, I actually spoke to a friend of mine because the movie evoked quite some emotion in me. And I called a friend of mine just to talk about it and it was interesting because we spoke for about 10 minutes he wasn't believing that I never saw love Jones. you know what I'm saying and but like he was he was trying to bring it back he was like I mean you must have seen <laughs> as, like he thought like I may have thought I never saw it but there was just no way and I wasn't even refuting him in a, Uh, like, I was like, look, I understand, (laughs) like, your sentiment. (laughs) I really do. Like, I'm not, I'm not, but I haven't, though. I'm saying this is my first time that I've saw it. So, yes, this is my first
0: time. And and it is unbelievable to me, bro. And it's unbelievable for a couple of reasons. It's unbelievable because you're Black and American and you're alive. So those that's the first bucket of room, Hold on.
1: But then he... Hold on. Hold on. Now, if we want to talk about black cards being in precarious situations, okay, I, I wasn't going to go there. But you know what?
0: I'm not. Weirdest thing yes. I've ever known. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just keep okay. singing this so, down. Fair time. enough. Yeah. See, and I was just about to give Aubrey a compliment. You see, now, 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 now I want that compliment to go to Brigadier. Okay, which was season two, episode 18 of The Right Perspective. Yeah. That was when we talked about the movie Brigadier. first horror so you, will, you will understand what we're talking about, about a disappearing it's town. A new genre. But what I was going to say was that that very bohemian vibe that Love Jones has, Aubrey's circle of friends kind of embodied a little bit of that. It was. It, it actually Aubrey's Aubrey's iterations of Aubrey's friends. So even going back to high school, going into adult life, Aubrey's friends have had that vibe of like the Love Jones friend circle. So, bro, would have like took, took some lady well, on I a hot date it. to go see it when <laughs> it came out. Well, that's what
2: I'm thinking, because that came out in 97. So you were in college. So you would have taken a hot J in Baltimore.
1: <laughs> well, what I, what I learned and what I was learning back then correctly was that men who take women to movies like Love Jones are not successful with women. So
0: mm. that would mm. not have been
1: something I would have done at the time.
0: Say more Just about was, that. What are you talking about? It's like, well, that's that's like not... he, it's like that scene
1: off of hitch <laughs> oh yes so, just, i mean that's just right that could be whole... so
0: hitch hitch said you can't go see romantic comedy well no no no, I mean,
1: oh, no look, look, i'm that. not i'm not i'm just telling you that it's been my experience that if you are the guy who wants to take a woman to a movie like love jones she will have a great time you'll have a great dinner and then she will go hook up with someone else.
0: Get that's out! of been, I mean, go to Brigadoon.
1: <laughs>
0: well, I'm just, am letting you. I'm just letting is you it? know
1: that 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 is a that it is a, that is a lesson that that many of us learn along the way. So anyway, when, when, nah. uh, the, being in the mindset of th- that that that's not even point. The point I'm trying to say is in '97, I was not taking no chick to go see No Love Jones. Mm. I can assure you of that. And then, um, later on, I was actually supposed to see it with a friend. and so then I was kind of saving it for a while because me and his friend were supposed to watch it together. Mm. so then that happened for for a little while. but um after uh after that, there was just never a situation that came up for, you know, and I, I wasn't avoiding it. It just you know, it just never came up. So wow, I was, I was excited to get a real organic. Um, what about
0: you, sis? How, like, what was your relationship to this content before we watched it for the podcast? Um, you know, when this came
2: out, I was what 11. Yeah, so, right. things,
0: <laughs> things like this, when
2: it came out, I generally just was not allowed to go see it. Um, it wasn't really until high school that I could start watching these black romantic comedies. So really Love Jones for me for a very long time um, was just I know it's a black movie and I knew it was a part of culture. And the that one line that Lorenz Tate says, I'm the the blues in your left trying to become the funk in your right, or that might I might have gotten a thaz mm-hmm. wrong. No, that's it. Right. Um mm-hmm. so you know, I knew that line and I always knew the essence mm. of Love Jones, which is this is what black love is supposed to be. Like, mm-hmm. This is black love. And I'm like, Oh my God. Yes. Let me watch love Jones. So I saw it, but the first time I saw it was like two years ago, like really sat and watched it because it comes on BT, Inspire, all these other channels every now and then. Um, It's not in regular rotation, uh, you know, VH one, all of that. So, but watching it like the unedited version was probably not that long ago.
1: Wow! And it's it, it's um that's interesting interesting because Love Jones has had a huge presence in my life because for me the soundtrack is the best soundtrack. Oh yeah, P- and me. I
0: should At I should so, so yeah we got
1: so, we'll, we'll circle back to the
0: soundtrack. So it's just
1: it, for, it, it was also board. interesting that I. am have heard both of those poems so many times in my life yes. both of them without so seeing many the movie times. and without i've never seen it any, but it was just interesting i know those parts as if i've seen this movie so many times yes you know and, and i didn't understand that this was literally like basically the beginning of the movie it, 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 and you get that feeling Listening to the soundtrack, that you've gone through a journey, but it was also interesting seeing that in context
0: yes. for the for the first time. Well, let me just say I am different from both of you all, and maybe it is about the timing for me because I graduated from high school in ninety nine and started college in ninety nine, so it was just a couple of years after this movie came out, you know, and I have seen this movie. Ten million eight hundred twenty three thousand six hundred fifty seven times, and I had the soundtrack when I had a car when I lived in the D.C. area, which was for like fourteen years, and I was a person with a car. I had the Love Jones CD in rotation all the time. That you one know? and
2: the Best Man. You and those two.
0: Listen, I was listening <laughs> to those. Okay, and um, and every. Girl, like if I just think through my circle of women friends, okay, we have all been our entire adult life (laughs) chasing Love Jones moments. Anytime you go into any cafe, you're like, ooh, is this a Love Jones (laughs) 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 cafe? When I had girlfriends coming to visit me here in New York when I first moved here, I made sure to take them to spoken word cafes because we could have Love Jones moments (laughs) sitting. Okay,
2: meanwhile, you mean no tips again, no job.
0: We were never, <laughs> let me tell you, as much as and I and I swear, if you if you asked any of my girlfriends, they would be like, Yes, we've been chasing love jones. I so just feel like we had that feeling, that bohemian feeling of like, ooh, look at us, look what we're look what we're up to. You know, we're so deep. We we're dissecting love. And oh, my God. oh, oh
1: it, it was just <laughs>
0: we 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 have been chasing it oh forever
1: we continue to chase it i'm sorry i'm sorry i started testifying before you finish (laughs) i'm
0: sorry
1: i apologize (laughs) real (laughs) time i'm just saying it was eerie the level of realism that was depicted in, in the sense of especially in the 90s and the colors and how
0: everything
1: we was just so so deep, like like we
2: <laughs> everything y'all couldn't just sit down and, and watch a little fun movie. Like so and so. A little but fun can I movie. ask you this? And
1: I and I really <laughs> am asking because my experience of Love Jones is with the soundtrack. So obviously oh the these songs are some of the most romantic songs ever created. I mean they have. Love Jones has songs that can change the outcome of evening. Like they have powerful songs. It is an excellent CD. Absolutely. So it's always been romance in my head, but was this considered a a romantic movie? Was this Mm -hmm. supposed to be like a romantic movie or was this a tragedy? Well, the
0: internet was calling it a romantic comedy drama. And I, my experience of it was that it was a romantic comedy drama, Yeah, But, but it's not, but not romance in the way that it's like, you know, like a Christmas movie where there's like an inevitable happy ending. It wasn't that kind of romance for me. It was more, it was just intimate. It was so intimate. And there's just something, um, it was a love story, but it was also about growing up and maturing in love and maturing in relationships and so that it was it was it was romance but with a broader definition to me gotcha. that's how mm-hmm. i experienced it you know mm-hmm. and actually this see the depth of it y'all is what made it tricky to pick a voting symbol to to, to recommend Man. oh here we go now if you're new to our podcast, we always pick a voting symbol and at the end of the movie we're going to vote. We're going to use that symbol to vote oh to Lord. see if the if the movie is a classic <laughs> from the right perspective. And the movie has to get 3 of whatever that thing is. Okay? Cuz it has to be unanimous. So, I have one recommendation. Okay?
2: Better be the most obvious and let it go.
0: I know <laughs> what y'all I know y'all want microphone. I know obviously obviously oh! <laughs>
2: I
1: wasn't even thinking about phone. What were you thinking? I was, a, I was pulling up CD. the picture right now. <laughs> I was literally pulling up the picture. Because like, I want the old school. Old school microphone. <laughs> oh, I was thinking a CD. Huh. Okay. Or a record. I,
2: or a
0: record. I, yeah, I can see it. Oh, I can get with record. I can get with vinyl record. I can mm-hmm. get with vinyl record. Well, I was going to recommend a poem. Right now, so when you think about <laughs> what do you think about this movie? Okay, what, what was really happening all throughout this movie, and what happens to young people who are trying to understand love and relationships? Funny it truth. is, it is, it is, it is miscommunication. It is the disconnect between what is actually going on inside your head and what you say and what you do, okay? Mm. And Mm. there's lots of reasons for that disconnect. Sometimes the disconnect is because you're playing games. Sometimes the disconnect is because you're not self-aware, you know? And sometimes the disconnect is a lack of experience and you're you're still somehow hung up on whatever dogma, you know, you were raised into about how relationships are supposed to pan out, Mm. what what the TV said, what the movie said, what my parents said. So there are a lot of reasons for that disconnect. But when I think of what a poem is, when you get right down to it, it is when you it is it is an opportunity to to with thoughtfulness pull what is inside out and to share it out and to document it out, especially with spoken word poetry, which is the kind of poetry that was in the film. So this isn't you aren't just writing it so that it can live on the page and be experienced. You're writing it so that it it you are then a planning to present it
1: okay Mm -hmm. because it's
0: spoken word so that's why i would i'm recommending a poem that we use that as a voting symbol i could see the microphone because again it's it's that same kind of the difference but the the the, what happens between the message you're sending and the message that people hear that Mm. people receive you know what i mean there's something there that this movie explored that sometimes it connects sometimes it disconnect but there's noise there's noise in the channel between the messenger and the receiver sometimes i but sis when you said vinyl that that resonates too because there was something in this movie that was so much about like we're modern and we're current day but we're also like there there was something in it that was just nostalgic yeah it was almost like yes and they were they were calling on old like 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 creative artists from the past and and uh, pulling their energy and their artistry into current day and so it was very much about who these people were so I could see the vinyl record too this I don't know
1: bro but you were thinking microphone what what was making you think microphone well I mean that to me that this is pretty obvious. I mean, I, I don't have any. It's that that whole. First of all, we you know what he picked. First of all, you broke it down to, so that it was forever. Born. I'm like, okay, uh-huh. okay. Then okay. pieces well, I'm just saying
2: glued together. I'm just saying, man,
1: like back then, you know, in that time, it, it, it was just such a realistic depiction, and mm-hmm. I'm just saying so much revolved around those open mic situations Mm. so many and i'm talking about for people you are meeting for for dating or networking or whatever but like Mm. usually the those types of people all migrate around the stuff the same stuff you notice and it, it was almost like they just took a video camera and put it in an open mic night Okay. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and so I mean, because you gotta think not only it's the nineties in Baltimore and uh Washington DC. Oh forget you know it. And I'm Howard saying? everything like, at was a good event. Howard and Morgan stayed, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Being an hour and a half from each other. Like it was just that was just the whole there you know? were and spoken word things going up everywhere. Everywhere. everywhere there everywhere. were and, and the thing about it is in you know, I, this was even something I hated about it back then. But the thing about it is, is that back then, okay, to sing, you got to be able to sing, right? Um, to, to play an instrument, you got to be able to play an instrument. But to write a poem, all you got to do is say it's a poem. And like, who <laughs> is going to tell you your poem ain't a poem? So like, <laughs> when you are were at these poetry nights, You will see some amazing performances that I'm so glad I got to see. But in between those was just a bunch of people who can't sing, can't play play (laughs) an instrument, they can't do nothing else. And we over here, too pretentious to even crit- critique you on that horrible poem <laughs> you just read in front of all of these people. Yes. So you're just get, still getting dopamine hits. And if I had. Because it was do-
2: love, it
1: was so and, much for, fun. And, and if I had a dollar for every time there was some dude getting on the mic, simping for some chick in the crowd, okay? First of I all, it wasn't simping
2: back in the day.
1: No, that was simping.
2: No, what's the word for it though? What's, what's no, whatever it mad? was, it was
1: simping. <laughs> I don't know what you call it, but it was simping. That was, but what I'm saying is, I wasn't even mad at seeing it because that is how it would happen. That is exactly how it happened. It would be some dude who's just thinking that this woman is going to hear this it's her brain is just going to be blown away okay at- well bro bro you have just
0: you you've led to one of my discussion questions uh here now James and I had a well, wait a minute
2: now we haven't picked the voting symbol before oh. we get into this. But, 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 but let me throw this let me, out
0: let me throw this but out, 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 out. Right. my question is was Darius freestyling when he did that poem for Nina at the front of the room and James felt like he was doing what you were talking about, bro, where he just, or no, he was like, the poem was for her. And what I felt was that he was already going to do that poem, but he yeah. just gave it the title "A blues for Nina.
1: Yeah. Um. For me, it's irrelevant because either way he shouldn't have did it. So, so it doesn't matter oh, if it goodness. was written, if he just did the title real oh, quick, but it was goodness. the poem he was about to say. And, let me be clear i'm not talking about <laughs> reading a poem to your i will read a thousand poems about Mara in front of the whole world because that's what she deserves that situation was simping because she just met her you you I and thought um, it was a sweet
0: thing Like he was already gonna I read that poem what, a they woman will never, pub, the lady. reason
1: why the reason why it clicks on the corny vibes in most women's heads when a guy does that is because she knows she don't deserve that. It's not when corny, it's
0: sweet.
1: It is corny to read a poem from some chick you just met. Talk about, <laughs> it's a blues, for, and it's a blues for me. <laughs> and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Oh
0: my God. That is
1: what started the whole trajectory.
0: I want to change my voting symbol recommendation to hater. Cause that's what um, Aubrey is right well, now. Well, look,
1: I, oh. the point I was, we could get back to this in the, convers- in the conversation, <laughs> but the reason why I was just saying, the reason why I was saying um, uh, Mike is because that really was the center of all of that. Cause like, it wasn't just that, you know, cause some people were saying, some people would do stuff. It was all all about the performance and the expression and, and everything like that. So anyway, that mic is just... And it was funny you said it because you knew where my brain was going. I knew and it. I was sitting there literally like pulling up the mic. But as always, when you describe what you were meaning, you're not wrong. So.
0: <laughs> well, I got to say, you know, it sounds like, Brittany, you, you were also thinking, you were thinking vinyl. I think of the three of us, since Aubrey was the most adult during this period, maybe Aubrey should get to pick. Can you be down with that, sis? Oh, yeah. Let's go. Okay. We got those options. Well, that's all right. And we got poem, microphone, (laughs) vinyl, CD. (laughs) It's all right. It's all right. That's my
1: lesson. That church lady so, in the background.
2: I was so
1: I'm a little young, man. We was like deep. Her. I love we her. was deep in the late 90s. That's I'm all
2: right,
1: it, baby. that's all right. <laughs> oh, y'all don't know how deep he was in Meanwhile, the late 90s.
2: I was looking at that whole room, but I was assessing it way in a different a different space. I was like, "Oh, man. All these single black women It was It was eerie. It was plain it was, it was,
1: it was with no men. <laughs>
2: It's like dang. They had it some is
0: deep. There was many. There, there was
2: like seven. And they were all sitting at one table. And so
1: the race <laughs> and, and, yeah, and, was and, and just, just and you see how everybody was like their gear was like colorful and like yes. everybody yes. was like clean and oh. man. It, that, I'm just saying. That, that, that is was. a
2: vibe that I definitely been looking for now, and it's just like, you can't find it. The spaces are not... Or you just have to go come to somebody's house to
0: New York. and have it. Come Listen, New York. It is and,
2: here and, for can, you. Can, can, I don't I like just, that trade-off. Can I say one thing? It was dirty. It stinks. No thank you.
1: Can I say one thing? Yes. Can I say one thing? <laughs> I'm, what he was doing was definitely simping. There's no and grounds. were we over... And we're re- over talking and over deep and all of that and corny and that yes all that's true but if i could go right now i would be so excited to be in that room with all of these things happening Absolutely. because it was just a vibe that's just what we were doing it didn't even matter it felt so good it just felt good man it just felt good even me sitting there thinking that felt good too all, all of it was just an interesting time to experience so, what, so
0: what, what is the voting symbol bro you were it's there I, I want the mic
1: still excellent old timey mic
0: old timey microphone
1: because the you know the serious poetry slams
0: oh they
2: hold they, the old time. They microphone they're going to break that out and they had a piece of African cloth Hanging on that microphone, Brit, <laughs> you there, Brittany? Listen, Brittany, it is a vibe that there, helps.
1: <laughs> I thought you said you were loving. It is the <laughs> so listen. You were there. My like you were there.
2: my soul has been wishing I could have grown up in the nineties because I have been lost since two thousand. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't understand the two thousands. <laughs> It's been 24 years I don't understand what's happening. Take
0: me to the time where I understood but I was too young to do anything with you, it. You want to bring a dune to the 90s. I want bring it to the 90s. <laughs> well, well, let's let's so let me tell you when I do want to go back there all I've got to do is pull out my CD. <laughs> I got to pull out my CD. Let's talk to this music because we did hit on it here. We, we already said okay, like, that. We hold on, can't, hold on, can't hold on. do like Spotify. I feel like we are way out
1: of order. Is it?
2: it We're starting with There's the never a order.
1: But it you can't. didn't do the recap.
0: Oh, forgot to do the recap. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Okay. <laughs> <What is this? laughs> the voting symbol is the old-timey microphone. Okay. <laughs> At the end, the movie must get three old-timey microphones in order to be considered a classic from the right perspective. And another thing we always do in the Right Respective Podcast is a quick recap. Why? Because our content is old and people can't really remember all the details sometimes or they haven't seen it and they still want to participate in the podcast and enjoy it because it's super fun. So we do a recap. Spoilers abound. Okay, here we go. Recap I love that of we love talking
2: about it before the recap. That's totally, funny.
0: And bro, it would have <laughs> been the end. And we, I'd have been like, what about the recap? I'm happy yeah. to remember. <laughs> okay, let's do a quick recap here. Darius Lovehall, played by Lorenz Tate, and Nina Mosley, played by Nia Long, are two beautiful late 20s single people that meet in a spoken word cafe in Chicago and take a liking to each other. Nina is a photographer in major transitions. She's just experienced the end of a long relationship and engagement when the man she was with, Marvin, played by Khalil Kane, seems to have abandoned her and moved to New York. Right God, around that Khalil Kane. <laughs> right around that same time, she loses her job and has to move out of the apartment she was sharing with Marvin. She ends up just confiding in her best friend Josie, who's played by Lisa Nicole Carson, that she is done. With, she's done with love. Okay. Darius is a writer in major transition. He has just quit his job to realize a longtime dream of writing a book. He has a tight circle of friends, including Savon, played by Isaiah Washington, Eddie, played by Leonard Roberts, Sheila, played by Bernadette Speaks, and Hollywood, played by Bill Bellamy. They're all in various stages of relationship: married, dating, womanizing. Darius is single and in his entire life has only had one relationship that lasted longer than six months when they meet Nina, you know, she sends Darius mixed signals. She's flirty, but she says the timing is bad, which clearly it is. <laughs> Darius tracks her down and really pursues her. And eventually they go out and they have a great conversation and amazing physical chemistry.
1: Things are track going her down, but we'll talk about that later.
0: <laughs> Things are going, I was trying to shorthand, Took her information off a check at the record store. I just said, That's not what happened. happened. We'll
1: talk about it later. (laughs)
0: Okay. (laughs) Things are going well when out of nowhere, Marvin comes back and invites Nina to New York. She uses that as an opportunity to do a little relationship test on Darius to see how he feels about her instead of just telling him how she feels. Because they didn't have titles, he played her cool and acted like he didn't want her to stay. With so much unsaid between them, she goes to New York. It turns out there's nothing left between her and Marvin. So she comes back to Chicago. When she's about to reach out to Darius, she finds out that he's been dating other people, which makes sense because she was gone, and then she doesn't reach out. She ends up accepting a dinner invitation from Hollywood. Darius's friend and the resident hater of the group. Hashtag messy Nina. <laughs> they hang out a few times, and including... you're not supposed to put your opinion yes, in there. I, in I, I, I you're it's not in. To... <laughs> you just supposed
2: to They hang. Be... <laughs> just,
0: just supposed to tell the story. They hang out a few times, including going to a party at Sheila's house, and of course, Darius was there. Darius and Nina see each other. Nina's embarrassed. Darius is angry. Hollywood is happy because he has sown discord. Okay. And he's creating this
1: recap is too good. Like I'm getting mad. <laughs> good. He sorry.
0: accomplished I'm just saying he's doing a good job. He accomplished his goal of creating drama, which is clearly his thing. And but the drama actually does create the opportunity for Darius and Nina to clear the air a little bit and then they're at it again. Once again, things seem to be flowing. And this time they seem to be a little less in denial that they're in a relationship. When Darius takes a call from an ex in the middle of the night, oh boy, instead of just asking him about it, Nina starts a fight and says she doesn't trust him. Instead of just explaining, Darius gets defensive. They implode again. Just as Nina gets a call from Vibe Magazine for a job in New York, she takes it and leaves for New York. Darius tries to stop her, but he just gets over himself just a few minutes too late and misses the opportunity to intercept her at the train train station. It turns out that she is successful in in New York in her new job, and and Darius is also successful in his writing. He completes, finishes, and publishes his book. A year later, Nina comes to Chicago for a photo shoot for work and goes to the Spoken Word Cafe, and she reads a poem dedicated to Darius about their love. Fortunately, he's there and he hears it. They reunite in the rain outside of the cafe, and they finally admit to each other that they're in love. She lives in New York, he lives in Chicago, but they're going to try to make it work and just be together as long as they can be. The end.
1: That was a good recap. That's
0: Thank it. you. Thank you. And I didn't need to watch that movie again recently to do, to do that recap. Yeah. <laughs> I know this movie. I know this movie backwards and forwards. Oh Before my we
2: started talking, the first thing I said to my siblings was that, Nina's a little toxic. Using a current word to describe who she was back then.
0: Okay.
2: Say more about that, sis. <laughs> yeah. Just that, first of all, not saying, which I don't want to like say, like, oh, this is horrible. But this is, I think, something that many people are not taught how to just say what they think. What they feel, what they're experiencing. She definitely was not doing that. Um, and also she just the fact that you went you went out with your situation exes, your situation ship ex. Um, you went out with his friend and began having like, you know, just a good time with him. Um, allowing yourself to pursue, uh be pursued in that way from this situation, knowing that that's just. Not, that is just, if to it's not even an unwritten rule at this point. It's a written rule that you don't do that, especially if it's in the inner circle of that friend group. You do not do that. Uh, and so I just really, and then also right down to watching her kind of take on the traits of the individual she's dating. So Nina had an issue with, uh what's his name? Barius, Darius. Darius is smoking and their very initial interaction. By the time they broke up, she was smoking. Um, The type of alcohol that he was drinking, he would offer it to her. She would say, no, thank you. By the end of that, she was drinking um, that same type of alcohol. So I'm just watching her take on traits that she doesn't even like about someone. And so when I see that, my mind is like, yeah, she's still learning herself and who she is and who she wants to be um and she's taking on these other traits of individuals that she would normally deem to be something negative. Uh and so I was just looking like, "Oh, Nina, you you you're making some choice decisions here." <laughs>
1: yeah, you my my, <laughs> yeah. my my uh uh
2: But and, and let me be clear that does not negate Darius and how he showed up in this movie either, but just and I want to start how, off how Darius just showed up um, he, he also was toxic as well.
0: Say more about that, sis. <laughs> greatly
1: gr- greatly disagree about that.
0: Why, <laughs> why do you say Darius was toxic? So when
2: you are jumping into, I see there's nothing wrong with finding someone attractive. That's how conversations start. Right. But when you're getting into this space of, um, getting so deep into something so quickly that lets me know that some of you don't have boundaries somewhere Mm -hmm. that, that, that should be checked. Um, and then also when you are (laughs) getting someone's address that you have only met once or twice, and they also, in the other side of this as well, if someone has clearly stated to you, this is a bad time, I'm, this is not what I'm looking for right now. Like We let's like be cool like we're good believe them like Mm -hmm. what like you're but you're pursuing something with someone that is very clear that they are not wanting something else but you're still doing the things that could make them want to see you as
1: more uh just those two points before we move on do it bro (laughs) do it please okay because i don't want us to get too deep before I just address those t- two points real quick. Um, so, first of all. Somebody's about to go to Brigado. <laughs> can we please go back to discuss his history? We're saying a person doesn't have boundaries, but his history was what? He's never had a relationship that lasted.
0: More than long? six months, more than six months.
1: Okay. So this is not a person who has boundary issues.
0: But a boundary listen, issue, a boundary issue could be also having too many boundaries.
2: Uh, but also but being the, that, but the point if that we're talking about, serial is monogamous.
0: Got, l- listen, he's the, not a serial monogamous because he, he not, he's, not. He doesn't have long term relationships.
1: Mm-hmm. What what I'm saying is, he's a person who is, for him, he has his relationship boundaries is difficult to penetrate, and he typically has light relationships with women. The point was, is that he went in too fast, but from what I heard my whole life is that women want to be identified as this was the special one though. And from what I see, I see a man who has recognized her as special because not only is he reading poems (laughs) from that he just met, this man is waking up and making omelets. So it seems to me that he was just recognizing everybody told us when it's love you're going to see she's going to be special and he said she's so special i'm gonna make her an omelet so from what i understand if he was now uh if he didn't act like that then he would have boundary issues in the reverse so i just want to go ahead and disagree with that first point that he was just recognizing from what he, he felt it and he just was trying to be special in this circumstance, which is what I've heard women want men to do to them my entire life. My entire life I've heard that. When I'm recognized, I want to be recognized as special. That's what he was doing. Not going too fast. Second, I got my first checking account at Dollar Bank. Me too. When I- yes, because that, that's what dad took us. I've had checks since then. I've wrote checks in a lot of situations. I got to see CDs emerge. I remember arguing for tapes. I used to say tapes have more base, but, which is of course ridiculous, but I'm just saying I was part of the transition. I used to buy tapes at Sam, I used to buy CDs at Sam Goody, FYE, um, uh, uh, Best Buy, Circuit City. I used to love when the CDs used to mostly come out on Tuesdays. I have never purchased a CD with a check. And at any time I was purchasing something with a check, I certainly didn't say out loud, all of my information is on there. All right. Hmm, that's so interesting. Because... Oh, well, yeah, that is, that is very interesting because if she was um, giving the information to her, if you're trying to be private, you that's not something you have to say. What she did was create a circumstance where he knew where her information was. So now he can go pursue her information and she doesn't have to act like she started it. She could just sit back and say, oh my goodness, how did you find my address? And if you're that freaked out about it, why did you let him in? So which even if even if somebody tries to say everything I said was reaching. She let him in, which throws, because if if that was not what you were trying to do, imagine if a person showed up at your house and that's not what you were trying to do. So I just want to say.
2: Well, but I also think that you need to fast forward to the movie and see when he's sitting on the beach with his friend and he talks about how he messed up all of these special women. He messed, he was the one that messed up in those relationships, well, we didn't but you know, that's those.
1: cool though. You know,
2: he's the one that said he messed up. Can I
1: tell up. you, <laughs> man, I address that point real quick.
2: Absolutely.
1: Okay. Well, now we have a man who's just said that right now in this movie, there is no question. She created chaos in his life from the beginning to the end. Within that chaos, he reacted in chaotic ways, but at the end of it, oh help us, Jesus! <laughs> I am ready to discuss. Let me finish my point, then I'll be ready to discuss. You're
0: not surprised at Aubrey's reaction to this. I, I, I'm not. I'm not okay. surprised I'm, I'm because ready
2: to, men I'm re- are the greatest thing that his life bread in Aubrey's eyes. No, 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 no.
1: All can do no wrong. I, I'm not talking oh, about men. I'm not talking about men. I'm talking about this. What? Situation, but you're pretty consistent. I'm talking. Well, I'm ta- we're talking about this situation.
2: <laughs> he I'm just created chaos in his life and all these things, but he went to her house.
1: I'll, de- he, I'll defend, he I will defend all those points.
2: to interact with her, even if she started chaos. He made the adult choice to continue to interact with somebody that was not doing the right thing for him, whatever space he was in in life. You that can't make him the
1: victim here, bro. It is,
2: it's like you it's know, not, like there's no
1: way you really. Can do that. I mean, he is the victim. That's not the, you know beginning to end, He is the victim. Really, but of I, it, to this but point, I the, don't understand why but, there are any relationships
2: the end, on the planet. Like every end, time I be having these conversations, I be like, why do we all date each other again? I be and confused, at the end, like, why to, are there dating apps? Because at, be like, at the very least, I'd be like,
1: at the very least, can we say they did stuff to each other? But that's
2: what Wait, I said from the beginning. Way, but that's, that's not what you're that's not, that's not what I'm
1: that's saying. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I'm asking at the very least that's not what I'm saying. But could we agree that they did stuff to each other?
2: But that but that's what I'm saying. That's what I was saying at the beginning. Neither one of them is the most at fault. That was my that was my point. Like I started pointing okay. out Nina's toxicity, but Darius also had issues as well. Okay, Neither yeah, one I, again, of them are coming out of this situation as, as angels. Like, so, they, so well,
1: let me, let of, me okay, weigh so, in here.
0: You two so, so weigh in. Let just,
1: me... One question, mm-hmm. one question at the end. So what I'm saying is we can agree in that, if that is what we're saying, that they were both, they both had stuff going on. They both did stuff to each other. If they, I, I mean, if we're saying they've both been toxic, I don't understand why that's a, a difficult point to concede. If that's what just you're saying. Just make your point, bro. But that, but <laughs> okay. I, 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 I'll just make my yeah, point. Saying, I'll just make my point.
2: That's what I was initially saying. Okay. Like, I wasn't saying Fair that enough. one was worse than the other. I was saying they both had Fair some
1: issues. Fair enough. I'll make yeah, my point.
2: Yeah, just make your point.
1: At the end, who took accountability? When they're like, standing in the rain, who took accountability?
0: So what were the So what were the last words? Cuz literally I well, remember. I would say well the the truth of it is bro, I think that at the end they both took accountability. No,
1: she didn't she... apologize. Okay. He he said I am he said I'm sorry for my part in it. And then what she said was you just want what you want when you want it. That she true. never That's said. True. But in but... the entire movie, I apologize never. She okay,
0: but that. I mean, do people have to say that word to apologize? I yes, absolutely. I, felt, I personally yes. felt her apology was in her poem. Because part of what the two of them were doing the whole time was not admitting how much they actually meant to each other. And so in her poem, the last line of it was, I'm remembering love. And I mm-hmm. felt that was her way of saying, I am sorry. I, I wasn't allowing myself to say that this was what it was. And then when they were outside... He that was his apology. So I don't know. I, but but I will say this. I I I don't act, I don't necessarily agree with either of you, to be honest. I mean, I don't think either of them was toxic. I, you know, when I think of a toxic person, and again, I'm not a, a psychologist. I don't really, I can't act like I can diagnose a toxic personality. Okay. But when I think of a toxic person, I think of that person who is just negative. Okay, every single thing they're doing is bringing everybody down. They're bringing you down. They understand what your goals are and they're trying to undermine you. And they're not just sabotaging themselves and their own, you know, desires. They out to sabotage other people. In in fact, the person that I would say was actually toxic in this movie was Hollywood because he was the one that was, I would say, setting out to to hurt setting out to make a point using a person to to get at another person. So I wouldn't say I was toxic. I actually also don't agree with you bro because I would not say that um, that Darius was a victim in this situation. I think, honestly, y'all, I think that this was just immature people in relationships. I you know mean, what I would agree with that because I would
2: agree with that because
0: listen, here's what was happening. Here's what was happening. I mean, first of all, we have spent, and again, I, I, I we have spent as, as black women in this, this, this particular age group We have spent so much time like, um, you know, being nurtured to 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 let men lead in a way that makes you do stupid things like test them to see what they do, because you don't. it, It doesn't seem like the right thing to do to just kind of say what's on your mind, because your feelings and your thoughts need to follow the thoughts and feelings of the man. And so that leads us to do stupid things like, oh, I'm going to test this relationship so I can get him to say what he's feeling because I can't just say what I'm feeling or or, 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 or ask him. I can't just ask him. He has to lead. <laughs> and, and you then got then a homegirl
2: in the car going, yeah, girl, because if he do
0: that. <laughs> yeah. So if he does this, then he does that. It's just this game playing. And then the same thing I see it on the men's side where it's like, this woman is telling you, I don't, I I literally, this is not a good time. I'm sending you mixed signals from the very first second we meet. Hello. And yet he sees all of that as up. Oh, this is a challenge. Challenge, <laughs> yeah. challenge, I will pursue you. And so I honestly, I felt like this was, because again, what are men, what are they being told to do? To chase, to pursue women like to be chased, get them. And so I gotta tell you, I just when I watch these characters, I almost like did that thing where you put your head to the side and just said, "Oh, you silly yeah. little piece," because to <laughs> me, it was like it was like y'all are just immature. You're just silly. I feel like we all did these things in our twenties, and this is why I say, and I have said it, and I will say it forever. Or again, again, I I, I, I try not to box future Janaya in too much. I want her to have space to come to new <laughs> But I have always said that people should not even try to make assertions like about who they are in work, in love, in family or anything like that in your 20s. Because you don't effing know. You don't know. You're just out here doing stuff. And then I think by the time you get to your 30s, you're figuring it out a little bit more. And one of the things I liked about this movie is that they let us see somebody who was who was probably on the cusp of figuring things out, which was the, the character played by Isaiah Washington. It seemed like they made him seem like an older person in the group. He was also someone that had chosen uh, a marriage when the rest of them were still single and dating. And um, it seemed like he was the one that was getting to some clarity about his values. Whereas the rest of them were all still testing and figuring out. Um, so that's where I land on all of this, y'all. I don't I don't see it as the extreme of toxic, and I don't see it as the extreme of um the woman, you know, somehow making the man a victim of her chaos. <laughs> I
2: just I will say, I, you know I what, didn't I didn't do use I the word chaos. chaos. I don't want chaos. Didn't... I don't want I don't want to like use
1: the entire movie.
2: I, I think that I think that toxic was a strong word. I was just using lingo that people use these days that people are overusing. They don't actually know what it means because they don't <laughs> know how to look and they don't read dictionaries. But it's really just <laughs> but I so I will definitely agree with you and I will roll my words back. I won't say it was toxic, but I will say that it I love that word. It was immature.
0: These were
2: immature interactions and immature decisions that were being made. I I will definitely agree with that. In the beginning of the
1: movie, he was being nice to her. The whole movie premise is that her ex asked her to come see him. And her solution to present this to him was to say you're going. And if he gets mad, then you know. You should stay. That was her solution to how to communicate this. Yeah, and we're that's saying, just, that's, I got it. Because gotta, what, what, what we could what we could call this is the movie that wouldn't happen with a single conversation. Because if but she, so she would have just many
0: things. I mean, if you just think about thing, I mean, I, I think I, I want to challenge all three of us to just own the fact that in our twenties, we didn't say everything that needed to be said in relationships. It's no, just the truth.
1: Absolutely not for me, no. My after I got out of my one relationship. Bro, that in I, that
0: relationship, do you feel you said everything you didn't needed to be said? Please keep it real, because I was there.
1: I don't have a lot of regrets about how I was.
0: I didn't regret the question in that,
1: is, in that relationship, but um,
0: this is one I, specific nugget of question of one little teeny part of the intricacies of a relationship is this this communication piece. Do you really feel tricky. like you said every single thing that needed to be said?
1: yeah, uh, especially on things of of that magnitude you said uh, yes, I, you did. I feel comfortable that I was a good communicator. I do. I feel I feel comfortable that I was a good communicator. And I feel very comfortable that um, what I knew and the whole way that everything went down in this movie and that being understood as, oh, we're just immature people, uh, you know, figuring stuff out. That is why myself and so many men like me just choose not to participate in that whole thing, because what what should have happened is she should just, or what could have happened is my ex offered me this ticket. I'm having a lot of conflicted the feelings, and they could have just had a conversation. Very simple. Not it's, a, but
0: yeah, it's true, and, bro, but but at, so, bro, at the same time,
1: so is, I, I'm answering is, your question. No, I do is, not. I
0: feel. Darius also in that moment could have just said, "Nina, honestly, this feels right. like so he's a game. To... This feels like you're playing a game. It feels like you're presenting me here with a really unfortunate circumstance, and you're trying to force me into defining our relationship."
1: I would also agree that would be the best way for him. But to he didn't say it, bro. Because it was what I'm saying immature is, people in the conversation. What I'm saying is exactly. is that what what I'm saying is is this: if they would have. He started off. Why
0: does she have to be the immature, the mature one? They both were immature in these exchanges.
1: He was immature in response. But you're he, putting <laughs> you're putting him in a situation. You're putting but, him in a situation, bro. If
0: you're mature, your response. If you're mature, you're mature proactively and reactively that's
1: like well, saying I mean, I mean, mean, I mean, like, I mean, like saying I'm, not, like I'm not I'm not arguing I'm not arguing he had the best response I'm saying it was uh, it was a response and she started it okay. that's what I'm saying
0: uh, okay but let me just tell you something this Why? morning this one
1: else's
2: actions defining I should never give someone that much power this that well, you're, well, what that your, is what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the well are defining my reaction. Well, so if an, in that moment, I am mature enough to go, You're playing games right now. Do you, I know you're going to New York? This is happening. da-da-da-da. Let me lay Absolutely. it on my okay. So in that moment, you're calling me out. So what's happening to me, what you're saying is that okay, he shot someone, but she gave him the gun. It's like there's no, no responsibility, there's no
1: responsibility in that. They're, they're, that's they're not I'm you know, being responsible
2: I for yourself.
1: But no, like the proper, you're the the, the the proper well-adjusted response was to put her in a category of never serious, and just wait for her.
2: That's not that's to go not. through
1: whatever she goes through. Is
2: that mature? and when she that's, wants to come that's back, that's not around, a good
1: response. Either. You have isn't... some fun, and then you no because the, her to put him in the situation, You put him in a situation where he's trying to be good to you. And your response to him is, "I'm going to go see my ex, and I want you to see me off in the train station." But,
0: bro, I, I guess what I'm what I'm struggling with is that you're acknowledging how immature she was, and you're somehow making him a victim of that immaturity instead of also acknowledging that his response was, "I will also acknowledge she should left her
1: alone." I want to acknowledge you should have left her alone.
0: Well, here's, here's, yes. I, I wanted to, I, I want to share Janaya and Wright's, you know, you know, definition of maturity in relationship. And frankly, it's in general. In my mind, I feel like I became mature in relationships and mature in work and mature in my friendships. When I said to myself, what serves me right now? And I don't mean it in a selfish way, but it's more about the fact that, you know, the, the, the best relationships I've had have been when there was a true reciprocity. It's like, I am, I I am getting what I need and I'm giving you what, what you need and therefore it's working. And it's the same thing with a job. It's like, it's being in this role and saying, you know what? Mm-mm. What, what what what's happening here am I giving and enough to to for it to be successful am I getting enough for it to be successful like it's to me the mature take is to look at yourself and say can I show up here in a way that serves this and there people am I being well served and and so neither of them had enough self-awareness to do that I mean, I, I got to say, I, the the it, it would be very hard to do a chicken and egg on who was silly first in this. Do you think? Because do you think she do you listen, think it, He went up there and did a silly poem. She responded outside and didn't give him her number, did a little silly. I'm not giving you my number. He was then silly tracing her down when she literally said, "I'm in cal- I don't I, I, I'm not, it's not a good time. There's too much going on. She then was silly for entertaining him when she knew she was mentally overwhelmed, she was still in her break, getting over her breakup. She was silly for doing that. And then they were, she, he was silly for, um, you know, uh, there were times when a simple conversation, she would tried she created a whole argument when he picked up a call from his ex in the middle of the night. Okay. Now, a mature person would have headed that off at the pass. Okay. I personally feel like a mature person could have, would have said, you know what? You right. That was a call at five, eight, middle of the night. It was from an ex. This has to be discussed because it's breach of what we have going on here. But no, that's not what happened. She was silly and made it a whole, and now I don't trust you at all. And then he was silly and, 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 and reacted to it in a way that's like, oh, you don't trust me at the would office? The ex, would the ex have someone's... even
1: existed if she didn't get
0: on the train? <laughs> Is it, okay, the ex wouldn't have existed, bro, but do you see how so much silly... Back and forth happened even before that moment. They're from their very origins of this relationship. There was just a lack of maturity, you know. And I, I frankly, I, I am so happy that the movie let one year pass before their last time they got reunited and that they had some time apart. Maybe somebody turned 30, okay, because they needed some time. To really reflect on what worked and what didn't, I feel like that's how you get to maturity. That's how you become self-aware. It's with reflection and owning what 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 you didn't do well because nobody's perfect. So I there's always that, really, something. There's always a learning. And I'm happy they I'm had just that. Really, year.
1: I like I when that. I see movies like this. But I, I, th- I just feel so vindicated that I I'm just glad I did. I chose not to participate in all of that. I do, like and I
2: do hope that you one day talk to a therapist about it. <laughs> the other, just... the, the other part of this is, I think that this is talking about the complexities of love, right? And just what it looks like. It's like it's not linear. It's not this situation that I think most people have been taught where you do get up there, you do the poem, and then you all walk off into the sunset, have <laughs> 72 children, and you're sitting at the end in the Tyler Perry movie where it's your 72 kids, you have 87 grandkids, and like 87 great-grands. Like, you, it's it's not this situation. It has ebbs and flows. And um, I don't want us to get so caught up in Nina and Darius, although they were the main characters, that we dismiss Savant and his wife. And I think her name was April and mm-hmm. that they were um having their own just tumultuous situation where they were first seeming like listen you're what we're trying to get to right like this is where the mo- the majority of us are on a track to to kind of get there marriage that's what we want and then you see that they're actually going through something which i don't feel like they really got into deep as to what was happening but they didn't she, she left um very like tumultuous situation and then he started to date and deal with other people but as you're getting a look into him talking about it uh you're getting a chance to hear mind he's just sounding stuck like he like i they tell you we're supposed to be in this but I don't actually like you you're hearing him not really sound like he wants to be in it, and then even when she comes back, he has this look not of excitement that my family is back, but more so of a okay, this is the life I'm choosing this is this is this is where I'm deciding to move how I'm deciding to move forward um despite not looking very excited about it. And so we don't get a chance to hear the wife's side or know what's going on with her mind and all these different things, but that's fine because we're just in the one particular friend group. And now, so- sis,
0: sis, can I pause you there for a second mm-hmm. because I want to just tell you my take on Savon and his wife getting mm-hmm. back together. So the thing about um, and and actually, I can, I have to just give a little trivia right now okay so what happened in the movie was that when Savon and his wife come back together she, the, the, it's the wife and the son come to the door of the house the last time we saw them they were the wife was storming away from the house with the son kind of dragging him behind yelling out mean things you're trifling blah 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 and the and the um and Savon is sitting there like listen if you spent money differently we wouldn't be in this situation obviously there was some money Woes or some 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 people making bad, you know they weren't in alignment on their budget clearly, (laughs) um so that's all we know. And when we see her come back, he hugs the wife and he kind of puts his hand on the wife's um on the son's head and then he kind of looks up at the sky and does one of those like visual to God thank you kind of faces. And that's the whole reunite scene. Now, oh, you took that as a thank you face. I took well, here's what I took it as. I took it as a this is this this a conclusion face, a peace face. A, this is re- like, okay, um, this is like I I took it as a peace face, like a thank you, like really. Like, that's how I looked at it. But again, maybe that was my glass half full way of looking at it. Um, but he had been the whole time really talking about how tricky. Relationships are, and he was mm-hmm. saying, again, something I have I have been saying again since I became what I again my personal feeling about getting some clarity about love and relationship. I just kind of feel like love is something you're choosing. It's not something just attacks you in the middle of the night. You know what I mean? Oh my god, I'm in love now. I personally feel like love is something you you decide. I'm going to love this person, and I'm going to do the work that it takes to love them. And t- together, we're going to get to a definition of love for us. And whatever works for us. And then we're going to do that. And if somebody breaches the agreement, we have to have that conversation, you know? And so I felt like that's what he was talking about throughout the course of the movie. It's just that recognition that um, whatever marriage is defined as, it is not the easy peasy thing that people want it to be. It is work, and it is a series of decisions and commitments. And what I saw on his face in that moment, sis, was yeah, I'm committed to this. You know, and that's what I, I did saw. Not see. That maybe I wanted to see that. You know, right?
2: And I and I feel like that's what I wanted
0: to see. Mm-hmm. And I
2: was like, okay, they're coming back. But the trivia. So let I... me get the
0: trivia real quick, sis. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real quick. So the trivia is that I watched a panel discussion. They had the whole cast there, okay, and and the writer slash director. And they were doing some reflecting, and Isaiah Washington said after the movie came out, he was talking with Spike Lee, and Spike Lee was like, "I love the film, except you botched that scene with the when you the reunion scene." And he's like, "How did I botch it?" He was like, "You botched it because you obviously don't have children. If you had children, you would have grabbed that son up in that moment." And then after Isaiah Washington said that, I mean, after Spike Lee told him that. And Isaiah shared it. It turns out that the writer director had had gotten to that same conclusion over time. That man, of that's the one scene I botched. Why didn't? Why didn't? And then they all just concluded as a panel that it was their lack of experience. They didn't have no kids, and so they okay. they couldn't they couldn't write or act. It truthfully because they just didn't know. There was no one there to catch it.
2: <laughs> that listen because okay so that makes sense so you saying that now will help me to look at that scene differently because when I saw it I was just like oh he just looks like he's just back in this because you know this is where I am and I'm making yes. this decision which is fine like you're making That's that totally decision I'm about to walk into it authentically like I'm I'm here for that um and I agree with you sis like I I am in a a different space where I, for a very long time, way past the time that you probably should was believing in the way love is supposed to look by how we were raised and by church standards and all these different things. And so when you're, when you have and you're seeing that mindset, mm-hmm. I start thinking to myself, well, he's just staying with the marriage because that's just what you're supposed to do are supposed to stay with the marriage, but he doesn't really want it. And so that's what, what I was looking at in this, like, oh, he don't really want to be married to her, but I, he's just being responsible for what he knows. Mm. And so, I mean, there was no shade for that. There was no issue with that. It's but it choice. was just like he was, make, it was a choice. Mm-hmm. And so that, but you saying that, well, that changes that whole scene for me. He just didn't know how to act it. <laughs> and no where there was no direction. <laughs>
0: That's right. So that, that
2: makes nobody me that, that makes
0: because yeah. I was just like, does he want that back? I don't think he does. And I would recommend, want you y'all, people who want to just hear from the whole cast and, and not make a big time commitment. If you go to the Oscars YouTube page, they have a couple of clips of this panel discussion. Just put in Love Jones in the Oscars YouTube page. And they have everybody on the stage at one time. Is that the clip I sent you? I didn't look at the clip you sent me, sis. Um, you, okay. were, you, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But you actually, it might be because you were saying your clip was seven minutes. Yeah. Each of these clips that they had, they, they were between like seven and 12 minutes that okay. they had of this panel discussion. But it was just so lovely to hear yeah. from all of them reflecting on the legacy, but also what it was to act in the moment. They yes. all told the story of how they got cast. Like, you know. How, they, how they made their way
2: film all still here to speak yes. about it. A mm-hmm. lot of these movies, some of these individuals are not still here, mm-hmm. and so I'm grateful that we're even
0: getting an opportunity to see that um in that in that moment. You know, so and let me let me make a general comment, and also maybe kind of segue us into another part of our discussion. Um, Cause I feel like what we've been talking about right now is the story we've been talking about the story and the, you know, and one of the things, bro, you said right up at the top was that so much of this felt true. Like it felt oh, yes. real in terms of the way it felt. Absolutely. I think the fact that we're having this debate speaks to how real it all was, because we have these debates about people we know and our own relationships. Don't we like this, all the time. This is very
2: real conversation. It's it's half a YouTube right now.
1: I mean, it it, <laughs> it, it definitely it was um I, I have a friend um Leon and he loves movies and one thing they used to say is that you should go to the movies to feel all emotions you know scared happy all the kind of stuff and um I always think about that watching movies like this because it definitely the like the story watching the story it just you know i i've just from the male experience you know what it's like going through this circumstance and just trying to wrangle in this woman you like you know what i mean you you just want to and and just I, you know at the end of all of that I'm just saying, just watching how everything happened, it it just all rang very, very true. So
0: true, so true. And from the woman perspective, too, because I remember being immature and thinking that you had to play games because you didn't feel like... You could say what you that you could take a leadership role in the progression of the relationship. You just weren't allowed. It wasn't mm-hmm. the right thing to do. And so you play these little games to try to get the man to take the lead in a certain way. And you just have to grow out of it. But you don't when you I mean you're twenty, you have to get to that conclusion, you know. So from a woman perspective too, bro, it rang very true. I remember just thinking that playing games was the way to get to the end instead of just being an adult having some autonomy in your relationship and saying, here's here, let me assert something instead of trying to get you to be the the leader and assert things, you know?
1: Well, I mean, I, I, obviously I don't think it's a question of jockeying back and forth for leadership. She just,
0: I'm just telling you that that's you Mm are saying how it rang true for you from the male perspective. I'm just saying from the woman perspective, it also rang true for, for the reason I share, I'm not refuting your reason. I'm sharing my reason, you know, bro. And I, I I I actually think that the other reason we're in, this is my attempt to segue, that why we have this robust discussion is because of the great acting. <laughs> it was perfectly- Segue to casting and acting. How did y'all feel about, I mean, listen, that chemistry between Lorenz Tate and Nia Long, hey, y'all got that figured out. How did y'all feel, How did y'all feel about the acting and the casting?
1: I felt like, I felt like they just put cameras in rooms in the 19, late That's 1990s. Like, I, I really felt that way. I like, totally I, agree. Every, even, even down to the music that they were playing in the spaces that they were in. Like, there was one point where they were at this place and they were playing Jamariqui, right? And Jamariqui was the type of people artists that people like that would play yep. because like, yeah, we up on this to <laughs> And so even, I, I mean, not to just get into the, not to get away from the acting, I'm just saying, but even the scenes that the actors were couched in, it just all felt very authentic, very authentic.
0: Totally agree. Totally agree. Sis, what are your feelings on like the casting and the acting? And is there anybody in particular you call out? Uh, I think that everyone did
2: um an amazing job. Um, uh, I don't, yeah, I feel like they made it very authentic with how they were moving. You really just felt like you were watching a friend group. Like, it didn't really feel like you were watching a movie. It just kind of felt like you were... And like they took out a couple of years of this one friend group yes. and you were able to, to learn a bit about them um, and just the space that they were in during those times um, and how they interacted with one another um, and how they supported each other, how they, you know, how you got to be careful because everybody that might call you friend is not actually your friend. And so I mm. think that each one of them did a great job per- portraying those characters. Mm, um mm. and poor little Bill Bellamy. Bill Bellamy, you you seem to get casted pretty often as the shady friend. I don't know why they do that to you. I'm sorry, Bill. In that you panel, in, as that as panel in that panel
0: discussion, he said for like <laughs> Seven years afterwards, women were coming up to him like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: And, just, <laughs> and he does this whole thing about women just giving him the egg, kind of for like years after this movie. Yeah,
1: he was the worst.
0: He it was it's like, you
2: just but in this movie, like he's like that. in a couple of other ones was just like, Why are you this type of friend? What he is plays, wrong with you? He plays
0: that character well. He
2: does so well. But I will tell you something else Bill Billamy does great as an actor. Is that when those types of friends in those movies where he is that type of friend and they have that character arc where they learn their lesson. He does a great job at showing the other side of somebody coming out of being in that mindset. That's mm. not, that's not beneficial. That's not a real friend. Um, that's self-serving yeah. in that way. Cause you know, you could, you should be selfish. Like we give selfish a negative connotation. Like you should totally be taking care of self. Right. But when you are just so self-centered and self-consuming that you're not concerned how anybody else feels, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's had those characters where he's had a little bit of a turnaround and, I, <laughs> and he's had, he's learned his lessons So, But I think that they casted it very well. Um everyone was like beautiful, handsome,
0: attractive, but also um, just also them... they weren't looking like supermodels either though. Right. That's we... the other part. They were just regular. Like they
2: like just it. a normal group of friends. And so and I one character I do want to say that I appreciated was Sheila, who was like the only woman friend group holding it down trying to help them have some other perspectives, living fully in herself and her, you know, who she is. She had no issue with that. And I just loved her because she was fully woman and how she was handling herself, but she didn't have any issue like kicking it with the guys, you know, giving it to them straight and just being this friend that sometimes also was a voice of wisdom and a voice of reason um, as to what you're doing or doing what I just think that black women do so well, which is just give you a look. I don't have to say much, but in my look is a novel. And that's right. I mean. yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I thought,
0: she had that novel. In I, her thought she, I thought she did a great job of bringing in the complexity of like being a friend that doesn't approve of your friend's choices. You know, yep. and I, I look back on my life and I haven't always handled that well. There have been times where I didn't approve of a friend's choices and I enabled it too much by saying, girl, you know, <laughs> you gotta live your life. And then there were other times where I probably was judgmental. There's other times where I um I probably, I I have friends that I, was in such disagreement with their choices that I just couldn't even be a friend to them anymore. I felt like. And I walked away from some friendships because of that. And so it's hard. It's hard. And I, I thought she did a good job of just being like, I love you, but what the F are you doing? Like, you know. And so I I that was a complexity that to me also ring very true. Of like, yeah. what do you do when your friend is like doing something that you know doesn't align with what they want. Yeah. You know. You love them in it.
2: Because that's that's part of love. Yes, love is not just when you're right. Mm -hmm. Love is also when you're doing something that is wrong. Absolutely, it doesn't mean you don't call the person out, but it also means that my love for you doesn't change because Mm -hmm. of that. So,
0: now what about the um the the Lisa Nicole Carson's character Josie? I gotta tell (laughs) y'all,
1: I just like one was Josie.
0: She was the friend who She's was Nina's, Nina's friend. friend, and who was in the cab. Like, damn, <laughs> when, when <laughs> Nina was talking about how she good, was like,
2: good what did it love
0: say? their love
2: life was? Yeah, he said, what did it say?
0: Bro, it he was the one
1: who encouraged Nina to get with Wood, right? <laughs> she
0: well, when when Nina said she was going to do it, she didn't really. She was just kind of like, at first, she was kind of like, why are you going to do that? But then she was like, hey. Live your life, girl. <laughs> sometimes I thought when was they were
1: there. walking out of that club, she was spending a good time convincing her. She that, was.
0: She yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right, bro. She was like, yeah. "Let me hook you up with them. Let me hook you yeah. up with them." You know. Yeah. So a, a
1: man in Darius's that yeah. All all of this so rang very true. Whack. <laughs> so whack.
2: It is, it is. And you know, it just, but it is one of those things where I appreciate this movie for showing the nuance of men and women and how we just have to grow.
0: We just gotta grow. We just y'all. have to grow. You just gotta grow. And if I you mean... stay
2: stagnant in something that happened a thousand years ago, that's not growth. And if you stay in a situation where you're any relationship that you're in, that's work, personal, romantic, if you're staying the same, I feel horrible for you. Because in this moment, if Darius was in his at this point, in his what 40s now, at this point from this movie, or maybe 50s, because they were in their 20s, I guess, in this movie. Um, if you're in your 40s or 50s at this point and Darius is still what you know reacting the same way to relationship, I feel well, that, that, bad that's, that's, for him. And well, Nina, was... if she was if she was doing the same things no, in her he, 40s, he... 50s right now, I'd be like Nina.
1: No, Girl, he would. He would just wrong? know. He would just know this is not a person that, you know. He would the person he would end up with would be like so excited about getting the omelet, and she would she would start reciprocating that energy, as opposed or, to
2: or also and, he and would yeah he and, would and never that would have been a feedback that.
1: loop that happened. So <laughs> or, or he would have
2: never made the omelet. Yeah, he would have never made the omelet at all. And actually, he would have never gone to the house.
1: He seemed like when, <laughs> he seemed he seemed like when it's. It, that, that's yes. what he did when it's
2: special so. yeah it, it seemed like he probably <laughs> so. it seemed like he would have listened to her initial words that said i'm in a uh, a space right now where you know things are a little like up in the air like i'm not and also, not also in life right now and also i i would have wasn't all, even living in her own place she said i'm house sitting i was just like oh she just didn't have her own place she doesn't have a job why are
0: we, why are we, why are we getting with her again? What's happening? I'm I, really
2: confused.
0: confused. And I would hope that Lorenz would mature. And, and again, maybe not. But right. maybe he would evolve to a place where he knows he's not a superhero because he made an omelet. That's not right. special. It's not a big he deal. He didn't say he was a
1: superhero. But it's he not a big nice. deal.
0: To, right. You're just being nice. So it's not something where you, yeah, but like, if you don't need, you don't nice.
1: need, you don't need he someone been more to be nice. And then he they could have been nice man, to each other. listen. They exactly. Had a great yeah. which I is, don't.
0: I don't think you have to be overly is, grateful for an omelet. I mean, I right. feel Like it's like. I, I mean, but
1: I but also, about being overly grateful. Like also, like
2: you're you're uh, going into somebody else's house, which that's another side of it. She said that she was just staying in their house, sitting. So he's literally in somebody else's house cooking groceries. But also, that's fine because it was nice too. So
0: well, we don't know, think it's about that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. It's the nineties. We did. The things were more free then, but I, but this is <laughs> but this is where I think that a, this is why I think that a lot of conversations and a lot of relationships and things like that they fail and they stay stagnant because we don't try to see each other's perspective. And so, if you're constantly bro, just like oh my god, she's the worst chaotic, and you're not looking into what Darius did, then if there is no growth in that. And that if he's just leaving people alone or then starting to learn that people are nuanced, right? And people deserve forgiveness. Then also you can see like, like, okay. And then also if I'm communicating authentically in myself and I know that this is something that's bothering me. So then I'm saying to you upfront, whatever it is, at that point I can go, I did what I was supposed to. I didn't pretend like I didn't care that you were going to New York. I didn't do that. I said to you in that moment, you know, uh, I like you a lot. And I like where we have gone. I know that maybe we started off as something where we were just, you know, physical, like that was it. It was whatever. But I've grown feelings for you. And I will tell you, it's it's
0: hard for me to think so about So you should have been mature to... in
1: response to her immature.
0: No, I'm just, No, it's just evidence that they were both immature. But, but, that, but I'm was saying- immature, my... He was immature.
2: Right. But what I'm saying is that if in the moment we're talking about this mature person that you keep speaking of that Darius was not in this movie then i'm i'm saying that if we're going into that space then he would have responded in his authentic in and um being authentic and saying his feelings and then that would have left her sitting there looking stupid because she playing games. Well, but that's but, what, what, but, that, I mean, but he, I'm just I'm just moving into that space of because that's what you're saying is that she was the only one that was being immature and that he was authentically in himself and making omelets and just the best things since sliced bread. He was, be, he
1: was being not he, he was giving he was giving it a shot. But that but that's ice?
2: what but that's what I'm saying. Like you're you're not allowing it to be a situation where he was also making some really no, no, if choices, I, if, I, if, I, choices, if I was to, if I
1: was to talk to him, I would say she's not the one when she ever she comes around, let her come around and then let her do whatever it is she's doing. And then when I meet a woman who is beyond that, then you interact with her in that way. you know so, what I'm there, saying? so there's, that, no, there's no there's no opportunity you wouldn't say, hmm. Think about
0: your own actions and and, and and interrogate whether there's things you could have done differently to,
2: to no, which I you know, to being what, being in this which language. is what savant was doing to him. You're savant for, was challenging Darius's perspective. And, and that was the was other acting. that
1: was the other thing I loved about this movie. I loved seeing the way the men held each other accountable, because that's how it is. And how that they...
2: no, no, let's be clear. Don't say how it is. That's how it, it happens uh, many times, just like it happens to women as well. Like we just be it, it's it's but it's people mm-hmm. it's people in general. Like we I don't I don't I hate this this whole narrative of like one gender or whatever is doing it better than the other. There are groups of individuals who are, are doing it and some are not.
1: And Let's I, talk I, about the movie and how that was reminiscent to, of what I've experienced.
0: Okay. Well, I will tell you when I was in my when I was in my twenties, I, yeah. I I had conversations that were, were silly, and then I still have sometimes conversations that are silly. Thirty eight and older, and, like, yeah. On, and so. I and I and you then not be but, but fortunately, <laughs> fortunately, you know, again because my whole friend group, we, you know, I, I most of my friends, I'm probably one of the younger ones. Frankly, I mean, my friends are are we've we've experienced some life, and um when we find ourselves in those moments of like, oh, girl, I forgot about a lesson I learned when I was 35. Let me, let me take it back everything I just said. Let me take it back and remember that lesson and, and course, correct. There's, there's, there's a chasing of like self-awareness and a chasing of like, let me learn lessons. Um, And, you know, and I find that we're doing more of that than we are digging in to kind of like find how we were right, you know, you know, or or it's which is what we used to do. We used to try to dig in and find how we were right. You know, and I, I, you know, so I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue to struggle with your take on this, bro. Um, you know, because it, to me, it just felt like, but you know, they were just so
1: silly. Oh, oh, oh. All I'm saying is- They were right.
0: equally silly in this. And it's hard to put the weight on one person to say one is more silly than the other. I just can't see it. There was just dumbness because and muck in that this. that's it the, was silly. That's the, this
2: is the part it's where So I,
0: naive.
2: This is the only part where it is falling apart for me, what you're saying, bro, is because you're making it as if Darius was not like he- had this mature mindset that we're creating for him that he did not display in this movie.
1: Was he moving in a positive direction in the beginning?
0: He was moving in a positive direction in general throughout the whole movie. He wrote that book by the end. Did she
1: reciprocate that?
0: She also moved in a positive yes. direction professionally. <laughs> she, she, she went from being unemployed okay. to having a good job. Bro, w- when you're saying moving in a positive direction, are you talking about their professional life? The
1: relation, no, just the relationship.
0: So in the relationship, in the beginning, their very first interactions were very immature. He went out. You you said he went up in the did a home to her, didn't know her from a can of paint. She didn't give him his number, give her his number, but she was all flirty. He went chasing after her. They uh, bro at yeah, the beginning his
1: his his immaturity was giving too much. Her immaturity okay. well, was listen before... getting okay. on a train to go look <laughs> right. up with her ex.
2: Well, let's okay. talk about something about this, this CD, is, honey. This is a really this is interesting set of changes. Here we go loop-de-loo. Here we go loop-de-loo. Yeah, we can agree to disagree. We can agree to disagree
0: because that's life. That's life. We agree to disagree. It's life. So we, one la-
2: thing we can't agree on is that the music up in this movie was amazing.
0: Okay. Well, there is no disagreement <laughs> about that. <laughs> Let me read out this soundtrack. Okay. Of course, it's the poem that we talked about, Brother to the Night. And now the actual writer of that, Reginald Gibson. Okay. Oh Reginald. Yeah. Listen. You're the bomb. Totally, totally. Um, Lorenz Tate got to to capitalize off of Gibbs, Jeff Reginald Gibson's sexy poem for the rest of his life. Lorenz Tate will get to capitalize off of that poem. Um Hopeless. First, was like, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wrote, wrote that My brother to the night. <laughs> <laughs> Hopeless by Dion Ferris. The Sweetest Thing, Refugee Camp All-Stars featuring Lu- Lauren mm-hmm. Hill. Mm-hmm. I Gotta Love Jones for You performed by Refugee mm-hmm. Camp All-Stars. Something, yeah. something. Yeah. Maxwell. Never Enough Groove Theory. Inside My Love, Tina Broussard. In the Rain, Escape. You Move Me, Cassandra Wilson. Rush Over, Marcus Miller, and Michelle, and Nagicello. I Like That's It, blanger. The Brand New Heavies. Girl, Cassie Bonner, Can't Get Enough, Kenny Lattimore, Jelly Jelly, the Lincoln Center Jazz Orchestra, (laughs) in a sentimental mood. Jelly Jelly, in a sentimental (laughs) mood, Duke Ellington and John Coltrane. And then again, um, you know, Nina's poem. um, And it says it's by Pinky Gordon Lane. And her poem is, I am looking at music.
2: You move me. I forgot how much I loved (laughs) that song that, i mean when it started playing i was like i was like oh that's my song i'm, I'm on my phone like i forgot about this i'm like it's, it's now in the rotation because this soundtrack you can literally just put it on and just drive like every song on
0: this list can it i tell you i had so to, really. i had to grow into you move me I'm not going to lie to y'all. That was the one song that I used to skip over because it would start out like,
1: don't die, (laughs) you're (laughs) a man. What? The
0: the
1: ones ones that were. I had
0: to grow up. I had to grow up and be like, this song is so good. But I swear to you for a long time, I would skip that one. I would skip it. Well, you obviously I'm ashamed didn't like your of life. that. I'm ashamed of that now. You obviously but, hate but your again, ears.
2: Listen, I have grown.
1: <laughs> I am it. grown. I now understand that, that song. That's a good song. That's a very good. Song. <laughs> yeah, the, the one the songs. The funny thing is that one was always to me like one of the best songs I've ever heard. And all and especially Rush Over, um, something something, those, those songs have been in my uh rotation for a solid however long, you know, since the uh soundtrack came out. The ones that were um Love Jones, that one is a not one of my favorites, mm. but it was interesting when I was listening because I was like, you know, after I watched the movie, I was like, now nah, I gotta listen to the soundtracks. I, you know, we put in the soundtrack and we just listened to it. And it was funny because even the songs I didn't like as much, it was like I still knew them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was yeah. like no matter what even the the songs that weren't my favorite the the soundtrack itself was just something I've listened to over and over again and And it came in in that time before you know CD changers like like Britt was talking about where you just had to throw it in sometimes that if you had a CD that I could play from the beginning to the end that was a special and y'all
0: there's songs that are on the CD that are not in the film
1: did y'all notice that? And there's that? songs that are in the movie that are that I don't know the why CD? they didn't put on yes. the soundtrack. Like that reggae song when they were in there the- There was um, a couple. That, that reggae song yes. in the beginning, I, I was like, yo, what is that?
0: Man,
2: I had I a- wonder if they went into like, if that was an actual scene or did they just like show up to a reggae club one night? And was like, hey, can we film in here right quick? <laughs> like, like these weren't extras. Like this was an actual night. So that's why the vibe was so feeling so real. But it was like, could y'all part just a little bit? Because we got to get a couple of them. But it's like, it was a real actual reggae night. I wonder if that's
0: what happened. Like that wasn't a. And y'all, there's this. There's this there was this song Um, line here right next. It feels like rain. By Buddy Guy. Do y'all remember that moment? This is when Nina's leaving on the train and he's missing her. Oh, man.
2: Which let me tell you something. I was laughing at that because I was just like, him running through this thing. I said, first of all, what? Where are the police? Because that's number one.
1: It I, don't think I, they, like, I don't think they were expecting people to do that. Like there wasn't a lot of protocols. They probably was in all after that. I <laughs> like, wait, what?
2: I, I, and then when that. I was like, so I didn't is, know what he was going to do. I reject. I, said, I reject your you reality. Didn't see check. any down escalators? You only saw escalators where people were going up. Down. And, and why? <laughs> that yeah, why the did the he have side. to run the down? Why couldn't Why couldn't he run in the down escalators? As I was like, there was. After- I, I had
1: a solution for that. <laughs> I had a solution for that. This is my solution for that. I thought maybe it was that the security is where people are going in. Oh. So in my mind, it was a lot more (laughs) loose where people was coming out because most people don't try to go in. Anyway, that's just what. I was like, I know y'all made a creative bro, choice here um, to make this more dramatic, but that's just the reality I'm going to connect to my I second my that.
0: Head. <laughs> I second that. I mean, you know, train stations can be very confusing. <laughs> they, you know, oh, and no, we've no, no, all no. been in situations where the escalator you actually need is so far away and you're in a rush. Okay. <laughs> and you. that reminds me, there was another reality check I want to reject from earlier, bro, where you were talking about her writing a check at the record store personally, when I first got my checkbook, I was writing checks for everything. I remember writing checks at Express to get clothes. And, um, and I also remember when my address changed, you know, when I went away to college and I still have my checkbook and my dollar bank, bank account. And you would have to, at the top of the check, put your new information. And so I could see someone saying like, you know, Oh, this that address on there is incorrect. That's I had to write in my new correct information. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: am yeah, just saying that that seems I, the, I, in, intentional to me. It seemed like she knew she it was. It wasn't
0: she intentional, was
2: but I but I will say it was funny though, because I was just like it seemed really because she was like for my info
1: it. is on the my info. He
2: did women. not say it like that, but so <laughs> now wait a minute. I know I'll be I'm, 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 I'm
1: being extra. i am being extra. But I'm just saying that's how I saw it. That's how I saw because cause like to me, if that if you but she and also saw... she also wanted to be friends with Sheila.
0: You know what I mean? That's my contact info. It's right there. That's that's my info. I
1: mean, I'm just saying I didn't if see none of that. If, if, you were, if you wanted to just slide her your info in the 90s, what would happen is you'd have wrote on a piece of paper and be like, this is my info. And you'd have slid it to her. You know what I'm saying? And she she would have opened it. She would have opened it. And look, I'm saying she was in this record store where she just saw the dude that she's... I am
0: unilaterally rejecting all critiques of reality check because I felt (laughs) (laughs) the movie, it was very realistic to... You B- must have had a
1: whole bunch of checks. you
0: <laughs> checks for every single I wrote bad checks. Okay, well, because I liked my, my checkbook mind, and I was writing checks and I felt my mind, special
2: like a grown-up. Was, uh, writing checks because she was waiting on that gig she had just got fired from for that check to drop, so she had to write a post-dated check to battle SCD. I was thinking of the real life stuff. I was like, she don't have no job.
0: Her, I was like, she's babysitting sketch. the
2: house. I was just like... This is a idle person right now. Like she is not. And I was like, and then I was like, well, how are you going to the record store? Where do you get money to get a CD from right now? I I, is your, you're not paying for groceries. I don't know what's happening right now. I don't understand. You're writing checks. You don't have a
0: job. You got a party's right? You I know, <laughs> well, I will tell you this. In my 20s, I had robust savings. So you can be immature. And even Darius had good savings because he was able to, he, he was able to, because the other thing about, and in that article that I talked about from HuffPost, um, she really, the, or he, the author of that article, he does a great job of talking about the fact that that little community that they were in was a community of creatives. And yeah. Darius was a writer and Nina was a photographer. And you also, you get to see creatives in their hustle and what it takes to be a professional creative. And I will say, a part of being a professional creative is knowing the work ain't always steady, and so you get your duckets saved. So again, reality check, delete, okay? Because uh, it was plausible that she was able check, to lay in between jobs. She,
2: she is in between jobs buying a CD. <laughs> Back then, she had twelve dollars CD could have been groceries for a week. <laughs> she had saved. We take a guess. <laughs> Exactly. Oh. She's up here buying a CD.
0: <laughs> well, let me give you all one more little negative trivia. Um, oh, let me give a negative trivia and then segue to the cinematography. Okay. Mm. So the net, the net, the nugget of trivia was that Nia Long, and it's in that same panel. Oh no, no, this was a separate interview I watched of Nia Long. Okay, and she was talking about that. Of all the characters she has portrayed, that this character was the most like her, because her parents were creatives. Her father was a poet, and her mother was something else creative. I can't remember what the mother's job was, but she basically was saying like this character was 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 very close to who I am. So that world of sec- circulating through creatives was very true to her. Um, so that I wanted to give that little trivia, but then um, to segue to cinematography because I think that's our last topic we we didn't hit yet. The um, cinematographer, if you go on YouTube and you Google Love Jones and you search Love Jones cinematography, you're going to see an interview with the cinematographer. And he he talked about um, how a lot of what you see is the black and white photos. He was just going around Chicago, um, you know, basically taking almost B-roll, you know, not knowing exactly how it was going to show up in the film or if it would show up in the film. Because he, he said that he would do that anytime he was searching for um, sets, you know, and it was a part of his process. And he and then a bunch of it ended up being put in the film. And even the, you know, those, how you're just seeing people, like people from Chicago. He said they were just out for a couple of weeks, taking footage, getting people to sign releases to be in the photo, to be in the movie.
1: And it was so dope. It was just- So that that whole
0: black and white little piece interjected, which we all understood as Nia's photography, you know, it was, part of it was a cinematographer's just contribution to the visuals.
2: Yes. When I saw that woman with those finger waves and it hanging down in the back, nineties. We are in the nineties. So I
0: love
1: this. It. it was pe- that ten movie, hair that it. movie. Ten it. Hair styles on one hand. Nineties. <laughs>
0: That's what, that what we movie did. So Perfect. Nineties.
1: Yes. And, but yeah, that that whole even even the way the movie was shot felt yeah like oh. the, because everything was so artistic. You know, it was, it was like everything had a little. It it was like almost felt like an evolution of the type of stuff that Spike was doing in the late '80s. You know, like a like a '90s version of of that. You know, you could see all the roots of all that different stuff. And so, yeah, just in the shots, it just made you feel like like when they were in these situations and and having these conversations, it. I was feeling the emotion of wanting to get into the conversation because like they were saying stuff that I know what I would have said next. I know what I would have, what ideas I would have challenged, what I would, you know, what I would have pushed somebody, if I would have called somebody out for just saying something that they think everybody, um, and there were times like we would talk all night law yeah in those situations and what i'm saying nobody got
0: time for that now but there's where the
1: day i mean it's sad but yeah but you talk but the way they shot it made you feel like you were kind of sitting there not like it was like you were watching it you know what i mean it it almost made you feel like you were a quiet person with a with a blanket just over you know just you were there
0: yes yes that actual fly on the wall kind of thing yeah the, the love, the cinematographer um, interview I was talking about, it is called Love Jones Cinematographer Ernest Holzman on making the film. And it's from the AFI. It's from American Film Institute. If you want to look it up okay. on YouTube, it's really short. It's like three, it's three and a half minutes. So good to just hear his perspective on how he was, you know, bringing to life that energy that we're talking about right now. And he talks about in the clip, um, a mistake that was made that paid off there was a light that was in the wrong place. It shouldn't have been sitting where it was sitting. And they were shooting the scene where um, Darius takes a phone call in the middle of the night from his ex. in the middle of the night, stands up. Nina gives him the side eye. Mm, I'm mad at you, right? In the side eye, you see a glimmer of a light that was not supposed to be there. And it's like reflecting Mm. in her eye. And he was like, and it turned out to be so visually wonderful. And it was a mistake. I love that. It's stuff like that in that, that little three and a half minutes when he decodes. So I will say that this has definitely
2: been like a, a movie that can have this kind of conversation can have that and still be aesthetically pleasing like that. There you go. That's a moment in time that i I know that there are some people that are trying to get that essence back of what those movies meant. I've learned this a huge shout out to like Issa Ray and um I can't think of her name right now. She's another uh director Lena oh, Lena Wa. Thank you, Lena Waith. um also, oh goodness, she did uh she has the locks. I can't think of her name right now. Everybody's name is escaping me. She's another director, but mm-hmm. just these individuals that are trying to visually portray these things again. I love that. this
0: were you thinking of Ava DuVernay?
2: Thank you. Okay. Like, yeah. I can't I remember people's names <laughs> right now.
0: Every I'm like, I see their faces. I can
2: describe it their like whole acid, the And I'm just like, uh... <laughs> But yes, th- those are three people that stick out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, of course, tons more, right? Like yes. that, that I don't know. Way uh, more
0: than there were before. That's yes. the thing. There's a rising number, which is wonderful. With, that,
2: with the platforms that people have available to them with, you know, Netflix, um, YouTube, Tubi. yeah, yes. Like all these platforms that people have available um, to be able to express and show that. I just, I love that very much. Very much so. Oh yeah,
1: and the when you're talking about creating a piece of art like this, right? You have situations where people can look at it and say, you know, speak how they are going to speak, but the thing about it is, nobody says it doesn't run true. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And like that, that's like to me, that is what the epitome of art. You know what I mean? Mm. Like when you're creating a situation that rings true to people on a level that they feel like they could talk about it from there and it was interesting because like even when I was watching this movie I I was interested to ask how it was looked at in the time because there are some movies that are supposed to be you know like a a love tragedy type story you know what I mean and so that's kind of how it was viewed in the moment but I didn't watch it in a moment so like I, I didn't know was this looked at like because I see it how I see it but I could also see it being seen differently so I was just but I'm just saying that for the beginning that made me feel like it was it was it was special in that way mm. of being able to be um um viewed from so many different angles but it's just, everybody's watching the same yes yes story, and, and nobody is seeing that it feels like, oh, that would never happen. You
0: know what I mean? Like nobody's saying that. And bro, that. and bro, it feels like you're ready to take us to the vote. You know, I will say real quick, James, our ghost panelist of this podcast, yes.
1: <laughs> James,
0: he, 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 he said that when this movie, and he's a little bit older than all of us, when he said when this movie came out, it was a breath of fresh air he said there had just been so much heaviness in terms of like the amount of violence in the climate. Because what he talked about was that it wasn't just about the movie landscape recovering from a very violent period. It was also the music of the time. He was saying gangster rap, you know, had been picking up and he said, Tupac had just died in 96. Biggie died in 97. This movie came out in 97. Um, that the dominant culture was violence. It wasn't just in the movies. And so he was just like, when this movie came out, that's how it felt to people, like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, no, mm. to Black people. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love but, that. But bro, I felt like you were taking us. Are all, are all minds clear? What did what did daddy say? Let's go. At the end of church, at the end of a fair. church meeting, our dad would be like, are all hearts and minds clear?
1: Well, granddad, okay. granddad. Oh, no, granddaddy.
0: granddaddy that's what you're yeah. yeah. All
1: right. Before we do that, right. Okay. Can, can I have permission to go off script real quick? Because as what I said, script? we what grew we, right? We grew we, were, we. This was very much my era, okay? And what it took me back to is I was in a poetry group. And yes, was, you were we all were factored because but like bro, I said,
0: but you were like, you were, you were to me, this, when I was watching this movie, I remembered it as being a part, very much a culture. You were a part of.
1: I, I was very serious. Yes, you about, were about, I was very serious and deep at the time. Okay, <laughs> and This poetry group, we were in at Morgan. One of the things we would do after we were right during the week. And then when we would come, you know, repost to each other, one of the, um, best writers I ever heard ran this group a general, a guy by the name of Jaron Lyles I'm, I'm gonna actually um tag him with this just so he could he could uh he could, but he he was he was one of the poets that like you, you ever see the people that you're like okay I see that's what we're all trying to do you yes, know like yes. they, they, at some points you get to like it's all start to sound a little corny and then like a poet will get up and you're okay. like oh all right like and he ran this group and he brought you know he brought us all up you know what I mean mm-hmm. he actually wrote wrote a book um a poetry released a book released a book of poetry I believe it was called on the road to Damascus mm-hmm. uh, but but anyway so he he was one of the best I've if not the best poet I've ever seen he, he was one of the best no doubt but one of the things he had us do in this poetry group was we would write a poem of the week every week. So the way you write a poem in a week, you we would just start a notepad and we would write a line and then we would pass to the next person and the person would write a line and the next person would write a line until until the end of the group, and that would be the poll for the week. And obviously, we would have some crazy stuff coming out of So with y'all permission, what I would like to do is go back to 10-25-98 and read Wow, 10, <laughs> October 25th, 1998. When I was in the crux, it, not the crux, but when I was in the thick, the thick of this, culture but i was in the thick of this culture and i have so many of these but this one i always (laughs) thought was funny so i'd like to read to you the poem of the week from october 25th 99 is that cool all right please do all right here we go this poem, and we would always make the title at the end okay so so we made the, the title of this poem is Broken Silence. And I intentionally didn't read it. Before. I knew this was the one, but I didn't want to read it over. So I've read it over for the first time in decades right now. Whoa. Okay. Oh gosh. Right. <laughs> How did I get those Fruit Loops in my pocket and those crackers on my sleeve? That was my life. <laughs> oh, you gross. Huh. No, cause <laughs> the, just read it bro read it bro don't die but I gotta can I tell quick (laughs) I I used to be a rapper back then and we were at Eaton Park one time and we had you know how they give you the crackers and we were eating the crackers (laughs) and one of us had crackers on our sleeve he was like yo you got crackers on your sleeve crackers on my sleeve crackers I got crackers (laughs) on my sleeve crackers and we made a whole song about crackers on your sleeve, beating on the table at Eaton Park. So anyway, that's where that line came from. How many of my about...
0: childhood memories was Aubrey and his
1: friends beating on a table? Yeah, there, and, was a there was a lot, a there lot. was a lot. But anyway, that, that <laughs> I had to give you the background because I did, I haven't read this in decades. and It's just funny how that brought me back. How did I get those Fruit Loops on my po- in my pocket and those crackers on my sleeve? Instead of brushing them off, I'll keep them to deceive. Deceive the fact that I'm a big slob, consuming all garbage like the blob. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should get some soup or tissue swabs. Heart throb like my boy Mike Isis winks and gives him a head nod. Sisters dream. Uh, sisters dream of sipping crystal, but only carry Tupperware glasses. <laughs> What? What? Mm, This is dream. That's what we would say right then. Mm. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) While brothers fantasize about getting Benjis without having to get off their asses, Mm, mm, even mm. waiting around collecting statue, uh, collecting state money. Close my eyes to think. Wait, wait. Let me regress. (laughs) Bombs burst. First, the last for the sale of Armageddon, blazing a flag with blood. I peel off my skin for the sake <laughs> of false idols, knowing my post is heaven's movie and my future <laughs> is hell <laughs> on videotape. Loving a mistress, never, ha- uh, never having me like you all. I die with this testimony, parting from the tomb. Is life worth its virtue? It's truth versus virtue because it. it, this was the point. It's truth versus virtue because sin offers a prize, prizes that overwhelm the eyes, but confuse the mind. I don't know how I got those fruit loops in my pocket, but I'm going to eat the crackers on the sleeve. Fight or die, fight or die. She's crazy. That was... (laughs) And say the title again, bro. (laughs) The title was... The title was, oh man, we're, broken, broken silence. Sil- the title was broken silence, and we would never show. We would never show these to anybody. Yeah. It was just, it, it was, was just exercise. what we would do at the end yes. of the day, just to think of what can we just create that was just so ridiculous, and that was all always my uh, favorite one because that part in the middle when it got real serious for a second. <laughs> like, cause the poem was being ridiculous like we normally do. And then somebody just described I deep. wish I could remember who, yeah. but I could just, because when Jaron read it, he slipped right into his, you know what I'm saying? You know, his mode. So it just made it even funnier to like, go from the silliness to this crazy poetry <laughs> slam toad. Just... And then right, go right back to the silliness <laughs> thing. To, well, um, bro, I, I think up. what you're building toward
0: is us doing that right now in real time.
1: Oh, Janine, you ain't saying nothing but a word. <laughs> I'm gonna let you know right now. Cause Let's I'm still deep. Okay? Let's do it.
0: Let's do it. Let's try it. Let's try it. All
1: right. How now, many times we,
0: are we gonna go around? No,
1: we never times. did it. We never did it
0: out loud like this. So we're
1: doing a, a new thing. Yeah. Okay. So um we'll go right. Yes. I, I, I,
0: and I, I, I want to use All a line. Right. I want to use a line from the movie to kick it off.
1: Okay. All right. And then, so and then it'll let's go, go Brittany, around. So it's it'll go <laughs> Britney, then me, then you, we'll go around twice. Twice. Okay. Here we go. All right. So we'll start with you. Romance
0: is a possibility of a thing. <laughs>
1: It could be whatever, but just wherever. It doesn't have to be because <laughs> we <laughs> play jazz. Let's do it again. Romance. So, man. So. She's getting in the zone. She getting in the zone. She
0: in the zone. is a possibility mm-hmm. of a thing.
2: Like
1: driving over a drain. Mm. Mm-hmm. I hope I don't go down, twisting round and round. Again,
0: because I've been there before.
2: But all I see is a score that you can't reach. Mm.
1: (laughs) But I will teach (laughs) and speak on this microphone that I am giving to Love Jones, which gets my classic movie (laughs) vote (laughs) because I cannot wait. To be in a room full of people, and I'm putting this on so we can argue. I am ready to go at it. I'm ready to go from the from the from the minority standpoint. So yes, this is a classic in my Mm-mm. mind. It gets my microphone. <laughs> What's the name of this poem? Old
0: timey microphone. Bam. Yeah. Time- Bam. Bam. Bam.
1: <laughs> and we would have been so good. I wish we could do
0: back. Bam! To snaps, finger snaps. Cause we're deep. <laughs> finger that. We can't. It's clap. so good. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, you know what? This one gets for sure. Obviously, this movie gets my old timey microphone too. Because you know what? I gotta tell y'all, I feel like um, it's relatable in a way that I I honestly was trying to think of other movies that felt. As relatable to me and you know you get to a couple but then there are moments where it it doesn't feel truthful anymore this was just to me it just felt so real I feel like if I sat down with a group of friends we could all just remember when this particular stuff happened in our lives when did when did you engage in this particular dumbness when did you engage in this and when did you have a professional arc that paid off you know, when you were, you were on your grind and then, then you, then you hit pay dirt, you know? Um, so there was just ever and when, and when were you sitting with your group of friends and you had a revelation and when did you have that one friend that was a hater, always trying to, you know, be toxic in the friend group, you know? Um, and so I just felt like it was so truthful and that kind of writing, you layer that with some really truthful performances and then this soundtrack, and and listen, I started pulling up lyrics to the songs, y'all. And I listen, we 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 be, we have to rap because I don't even have time to start sharing some of these lyrics and how profound they were in terms of telling the story of relationship, telling the story of growing up, telling the story of of becoming self aware, getting to know yourself. Okay. Um, so there was just so much excellence that came together. And again, back to that panel discussion I, I saw that's on the Oscars YouTube page. Um, what part of what the director and writer was talking about was how he lucked into this wonderful cast. He went down the line and was like, I was working with this casting agent and found this person and had this friend that introduced me to that person. And this agent introduced me to that person. it was just truly it was it was like this convergence of of wonderful things that just all happen to come together and and that and guess what that's life that's life there's abundance out there for all of us if we just are like open to it And I feel like that's how this movie came together it was just like abundant creativity just just mashing against each other in waves ooh that's another poem hashtag <laughs> old timey microphone but you know. I I I I I I don't think, and bro, sis, you you correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I have called any any movies perfect. Have I ever said that like this movie feels like it was pretty much perfect? Maybe I've said not that I remember, yeah. Hmm. But I gotta tell y'all, I felt like this movie was pretty much perfect, and um, I was thinking about um this You're discussion this discussion we've had so many times about like people remaking, rebooting, reimagining, blah, blah, blah. We call in our last podcast, we called it, Brittany called it the re-rease. We're tired of the re-rease, okay? <laughs> and <laughs> so, no, more. the other thing that people more. are doing in the, in the reboots is like these sequels, you know? And I started to think, would I want a sequel of Love Jones? That's a discussion we, we yeah, i could love to get y'all's takes on that. I know we're out of time. But would I want a sequel? And the answer after some, I've thought about it for a couple of days. The answer is no, I don't want a sequel. No way. Because I don't want to know what happened next. Because where the movie left us was everything was possible. It was possible to work out. It was, and and work out could mean 15 things. It could be a casual long distance. It could be something long-term and monogamous. You know what I mean? It could be I'll see you next year around this time. Let's and if you're single, let's hook up again. Um, it, it, and also it could be that it just it just piddled out. It's this long distance is too hard. Nothing happened. It's over. You know, um, is we don't even know if if Darius's book got good reviews. You know what I mean? So I I was just like, you know what? I don't want to know. I don't even yeah, want. I, hope, I don't I hope, want anybody, even an excellent writer. I don't want you to spend your time getting to a take. I want this story to end with all of those possibilities available. That's how I want. So that, so yes, this movie gets my old timey microphone and I want it to stay exactly where it is in, in, in the arc of cinema, in the arc of music, in arc of my life, just keep it exactly where it is. It's funny
2: that you would, end with that because i've thought about a few days ago I, as i was watching this movie i said "Hmm, i wonder if there if you know how marvel has a universe dc has a universe yes. i was like i wish there was a black rom-com universe <laughs> that i could just go into you and to get the see black 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 Avengers? yes <laughs> i think <laughs> I just, I was like, we come up with some ideas on this. We really do. So many of these movies take place in the same places: New York, Chicago, Philly, LA, like in Atlanta. They take place. I'm like, there's no way that these all people are not rubbing arms. Like, I'm like, at some point. There needs to just be this cinematic universe of black rom coms. If,
0: if you if you made it happen, happen, if you made that, <laughs> yeah. people
1: would love it. It would go viral. It just had that happen. Like... No real talk though. Like if they all got together
0: and we're just played
1: their most iconic character, and they just made a they just made a movie <laughs> that didn't connect to anything. They were just you know you know what we we're We're totally. just making a whole. Yes. Where you could just see your favorite characters. That's all, it. Yo, Brittany, that would be... Okay,
0: that's our idea. Please. Nobody
2: steal it. Man, that's we come a up right with perspective. <laughs> That is the right perspective. And don't but nobody worry
1: about what money you're making. Just do this because it's cool. We <laughs> just want to see everybody.
2: That's
1: all. Why do
2: you need
0: money? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's but, not really a reread. That's something I, else. That, yeah,
2: that's something else. Something
1: else. That's... That's a whole separate That's situation. That's a whole other thing. It's a
2: whole situation. Um, But I will say- Yo, yeah, what if
1: they brought Ricky back?
2: <laughs> yo, because in one of the universes, he's in that. It's, it's
0: everything even, all at once. It's the multiverse. Everything, everywhere, all at once. He, it, and he, said, he, said,
1: <laughs> he said He said, and then he was like, man, I just started zigzagging back and forth. <laughs> <accurate>. <laughs> totally. He only had two bullets. <laughs> totally. Well, I'm
2: sitting here. Yo, that would be so hilarious. Like in another oh university, it's still alive. Listen, oh, it would be funny. hilarious and traumatic.
1: Oh. Um, <laughs> and he but... actually got to college.
2: Got to <laughs> college <laughs> he ended up being because like a dentist. Technically, <laughs> he became the best man because what was he? He was a football player in what the best man, Morris Chestnut. Hello, oh. Ricky D John. Listen. There is but a you black woman. Yeah. oh,
1: look okay. Britney. <laughs> Britney, because then he went into the witness protection program, right?
0: <laughs> All right. I tip back like, every time I call Britney a dum-dum, which has is, which is been going on since <laughs> 1985. Often, Okay. Haters. You're clearly Haters. a genius. I have not celebrated. you a genius
1: on yeah, gen- that. I'm
0: trying to tell that, you
1: because. Black, 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 long-calling <laughs> Avengers. <laughs> You know what it, it really a great concept. That is a great concept. It, yeah. it really
2: could be Morris Chestnut being the thread because we did get a peek into his 20s when he was dating Gabriel Union in the movie The Brothers. So yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, anyway, first of all, you all, he would we,
0: have
1: to we, be we did this. This he would be, have this would to be, be our really big thing big in the movie. Because <laughs> like there were certain actors who ran that whole like Morris Chestnut was the man. Okay, Listen, like it's in, in the 90s, there was no like women would look at him on screen, like he was what everybody wanted, you know what I'm saying, and still son. do. Hey, <laughs> Morris, right, right? This was the same, <laughs> <laughs> Morris was the
2: man. Well, so, all right. Okay, I'm sorry. I've prolonged us with my shenanigans.
1: It's all good. That was a great shenanigans. It's genius. Genius, <laughs> genius time <laughs> in the mall. There was a in lot the, of shenanigans in, the in this. Right, the you for, so... <laughs> Thank you for humoring my shenanigans as well. Yes, we oh, needed that post. Thank you for going back to ninety eight with me.
0: Oh, oh, let's man. go! I can't wait to see um, the, the social media thread that comes from you shouting your friend out about this. Everybody yes. who was there that day is going to pipe in, like, "I wrote I this so. line. I wrote that line."
1: Please, man, and I, you know me, I, of course, I scanned the post. I have all of the posts because, of course, I scanned them, and I still have. That's our posts bulb. from ninety eight. It's important. It's important.
2: Of oh, goodness, you know she loves the organization. Uh, but I will say this: the one thing that comes to my mind for this movie is that infamous quote. I have no, no idea who is Bob. You all probably know, but it is just that classic quote of "It's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all." Um, and I think about that for this movie because Arthur Henry
0: Hallam. Boom.
2: boom! Thank you, Arthur. <gasps> um for writing that. Uh I'm pretty sure there's more to that right because there's always that one little nugget. Uh uh-huh. but I say that to say this movie takes you through No, no, no.
0: No, no, no. Alfred oh. Tennyson wrote that line. Okay. In honor in memoriam of his friend Arthur Henry Hallam. Okay, Sorry, that's Alfred Tennyson's
2: quote. Shout out to Alfred. Uh but I just I say that line the or that excerpt is just say that this movie it shows the importance of romantic relationships um and if you get an opportunity to get whatever it is your version is of healthy love for however long, you are fortunate. Mm. And it does not mean that it has to be perfect. It does not mean that it has to be linear. Um, But the fact that you have experienced it, count yourself as very fortunate or blessed, however you would use the word, whatever word you would use to enter into that, um, because to know, even if Nina and Darius never got back together, even if their foolery kept them apart for the rest of their lives, they would always look back on those moments outside of all of their arguments, the the silly things that they did, and they would look back on it and smile, because it was a moment in time where you were experiencing someone loving you through your flaws through the nuances of life, through the ups and downs of it, um, and, and it being in a space where even just your physical body being taken care of in a way that most people never get an opportunity to experience. So if you're if you experience any piece of that, count yourself as honored. Cause there are a ton of people that go to the grave that never get an opportunity to get that. And I appreciate this movie for showing that. Um, and so without a shadow of a doubt, the fact that a movie like this can still evoke this type of discussion, discourse, conversation, what have you, emotion, all these different things, even over 20 years later, there's no way that you're not a classic. You're absolutely getting my microphone and thank you for showing me this version in this story of, of love and what that looks like and adding to what the possibilities could be.
0: Since you just gave really? us an opportunity to wrap with the first couple lines of you move me by Cassandra Wilson. Remembering moments so precious and rare, right? That's, sis that's what you just you just evoked for us man oh. uh, but you got to say it like Cassandra says it <laughs> remember remember pull <laughs> <Remember. laughs>
1: We'll, play, we'll play. Precious remember. Remember.
0: you got to go uh, down
1: that
2: lower register cuz cassandra kissing me there, there. kissing listen. me listen Whoa.
0: You better be in that lower Mm-mm. register.
1: I'm about to go Listen. bang it right now. He said, "And I know you are mine." What?
0: What? Is it? You better I know, know it, Cassandra
1: Wilson. And y'all, that she, might be the best song off. Y'all, it's she wrote that, or that or song.
0: She, she wrote that song. She produced that song, and she performed that song. Her name is in all three columns. Just and she up. sang, and and I'm, she performed, and girl, that thing you because see some people some people
2: perform it okay they don't sing it they just perform it Were that she, it? she wrote that song from her soul that was he sang it that day that's right that was experience she was letting us know a piece of her life that's, that's right because right. <laughs> I love you girl thank you
0: well <laughs> this this podcast has been a piece of our life and you are a piece of our life everybody all of our listeners and all of our viewers we just appreciate you. Thank you for riding into 2024 with us. Bro Insist it is official. Love Jones is a classic from the right perspective. <laughs> Love yeah. you. Love y'all. Love y'all. Thanks for tuning Love in, y'all. everybody. Thank you so much, everybody. Bye. Bye.